What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 262 here on Thursday, February 25th. And the big story right now is that, well, at least in people who tell the truth, not exactly the mainstream media, but uh, Andrew Cuomo has now been credibly accused of uh, a little me-tooing. And a former aide, Lindsay Boylan, published a shocking piece yesterday yeah, medium. Uh, detailing a series of alleged inappropriate sexual comments and advances she received from the governor. <gasps> Her, which is not surprising. Great Odin's Cuomo is obviously uh, yeah, a creep. Yes. Uh, her very first sentence reveals that the governor asked her if she wanted to play strip poker on a flight home from Western New York, and in his New York City office on Third Avenue, she was shocked when he kissed her on the lips. Oh, assault. Well, more harassment, but uh, under legal definitions, uh, she also <laughs> claims that. Cuomo would intimidate her into his office, make references to the Lewinsky affair, and harass other female employees. Lawmakers like Representative Elise Stefanik are now jumping out and believing Boylan's account, and she said basically that Cuomo is a, quote, criminal sexual predator and calling for Cuomo's resignation. Uh, This uh, on the heels of the nursing home scandal, where they already had started impeachment proceedings in New York. My question is, and yeah. you know I've been a pessimist on this, will anything actually happen to Governor Cuomo from this? Will he face any consequences? This perhaps ups the chances that he yeah. will, but I'm still not positive that he yeah, will. We'll, we'll, we'll what see, do you think? We'll, we'll see what happens. I think he's pissed off and certainly shocked a lot of state Democrats you know, on, on his side of the aisle in, in the state and in both chambers, actually. It's not just Ron Kim. That Alessandra Biagi... Mm-hmm. Um, has a has a bone to pick with him basically when uh you know uh you know he he said remember I can't believe he said this he's like well I told the state senate the real you know the reason why I decided to hide the numbers and she's like what the hell are you talking about we discovered this when the new york post wrote about it you know yeah. it's like yep. so you never know you know they a lot of all, there's a lot of all talk no action up there in albany uh-huh. so i i totally agree with you that that you know we, we should be skeptical but I hope something happens. I mean, I do hope that the Democrats actually do mount an impeachment effort because this is this is serious. This is criminal. Yeah. You know? I mean, they admitted that they you know there was a massive cover up in the COVID death toll to make them look better. So it, you know, I mean, I I think there's a a breaking point hopefully with with state Democrats in New York, and I think hiding the death toll and the fallout of them not doing anything might be enough to push them in towards doing the right thing because there's there's a lot of families who are going to raise hell over this there's gonna be a lot of lawsuits a lot of investigations i just hope you know there has to be something has to happen so we'll see i must see i agree my favorite thing in politics right now is uh de blasio shoving the knife into cuomo's back to pile on (laughs) simply to distract from de blasio's own massive failures at governance in new york city um, I mean, I, the dude, city's a mess. The part about, like, the uh, the bullying of Ron Kim, and that came out, and he's like, <laughs> de Blasio, yes, sadly, this has happened before. This yeah. This is nothing yeah. new. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my I know. God. I know. Here, he, here's some got, gasoline to throw on the fire. <laughs> he's got some real uh I mean, they, both mean they, they do hate each other. So, I mean, they, they so definitely it's, hate it's not shocking that he would pile on. But de Blasio is terrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's failed miserably well, at he running was the that one city. That, remember, he was the one that was like up until uh, a week before he locked down the city. Remember in March, last March, he was like, yeah, go out, go to a movie. 
Yeah. Go out to dinner. They've continued lockdowns, even though yeah. we know that, uh, you know, it's not really a, a, a effective measure against the virus. And now um, I've gotten several reports from my friends who live in New York City that the uh, city vaccination, mass vaccination sites are a yeah. total nightmare. Total disaster. Running out of doses, having to cancel appointments. The people that are getting them are having to wait two hours in a line to get them. Ugh. The system is miserable. Um, so at least the state up there is running a little bit better of a system. Yeah. But he's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he, yeah, yeah. He, he's always been awful. But the true irony of it is that, you know, uh, they say, well, we can't wait to get rid of de Blasio. But they're going to replace him with someone yeah. arguably worse. Yeah. They're going to vote for another Democrat, so it's not yeah. going to change the policy. In no. fact, a lot of people don't like de Blasio up there because they think he's not radical enough. Yeah. So yeah. New York the city, city— The city has changed. New York City's in some deep shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're losing businesses. A lot of the small businesses that run, yeah. the, you know, that run the city are closing down. People are leaving in droves. Crime has spiked. Yeah, crime. I mean that that that. I mean I know that that has, that has left the the news cycle, but I mean it still is ongoing. The, the crime is just out of control now. Apparently, um, well, record highs in terms of uh, shootings and sta- I think stabbings. I saw yeah. stabbings. Is, you and know, that's the case in every city across the United States. And I think. Yeah, I mean he's already cut. What, a, he, he cut a billion from the NYPD. Yeah, they're all to. doing that. One of the true saddest things of the Democrats taking power is that President Trump was overseeing a renewal of our American cities. Yeah. Uh, opportunity zones, people being lifted out of poverty, you know, record um, yeah. employment in minority and in poor communities. And now that the Democrats are back in control, yeah. it's only going to slide even yeah. worse than it was before. Yeah. You know, the pandemic came in, made things really bad. Yeah. You have all this bullshit with uh, Black Lives Matter and you know, defund the police. And it's a recipe for disaster. It is. And what safety loving, freedom loving American wants to live in a Democrat run city. Yeah. They're allowing leftist thugs to take over whole portions of the city. Yeah. Remember, I think, I know it seems like forever ago, folks, remember the Chaz and chop. Yeah. You know, uh, our own Julio Rosas would be down at CPAC, uh, to, to, to discuss his venturing into those areas. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was endorsed by the mayor of Seattle. She called it a summer of love. Oh, the summer yeah, of the love. The summer of love, and then and then people started dying in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, not anymore. Well, it's only so. getting worse. I mean, and police have their hands tied. So yeah, uh, I feel bad for people that do live in these cities that yeah. are you know not necessarily liberal or maybe moderate or more conservative. Yeah. But they they got to deal with this stuff. They also yeah. got to deal with also. I mean, forget the the, the police having their hamstring. Uh, sorry, uh, be, having their hands tied. But also these bail laws. I mean, New York City is yeah. one of the worst. Yeah. Like the no cash bail thing for like you know violent offenders and stuff. I mean, you have, you know. It, I mean, you have people who assault. Um, what was that? What was that one woman who assaulted like three Jewish elderly women? Yeah, and then she got out on you know no bail. Was mm-hmm. out walking the streets. You know, we, some got, we got wo- gang members walking the streets. Some woke lefty in San Francisco tweeted, "Just got punched in the face by a homeless woman. The cops came, and all they did was write a ticket." Is this really what we're at now? San Francisco yeah. is so horrible. And I'm like, yeah. you're the one who yeah. put the the politician in place to put these measures exactly. in place. San Francisco is loaded with poop. 
They got the, all these people are pooping everywhere. Needles everywhere. Needles everywhere. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, let's not forget the, the the new mayor was taking a tour of the city, and some guy was shooting up heroin like in the background. Yep. <laughs> I mean, you remember that's that, that clip. Yep. I mean, just. So yeah, yeah, I mean, we could talk about the cities all day. Yeah. Uh, it's only getting worse. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the stimulus relief reconciliation bill, whatever you want to call it, that's going on up on Capitol Hill. So you all know, I guess, the bare bones of this, that it's a $1.9 trillion bill uh, that has little to do with actual relief for COVID. We've talked about yeah. the percentages of the bill yeah. that actually go to help the American people. There's money being sent overseas. Before we get into the actual stuff in the bill, Something I wanted to bring up. Uh-huh. It was so important to them that they pushed through the sham impeachment that they delayed this bill by a month, okay? If they hadn't done the impeachment, we probably already would have had full passage of this bill through both parts of Congress. Yeah. By them waiting this time, with the way that our Treasury bonds and bills are skyrocketing rate-wise because of expected inflation... Mm-hmm. The cost of this bill has now essentially doubled in the long term. They may term it as a $1.9 trillion bill, but the but, cost to borrow it. So it's really, the long it's term really a $4 cost, trillion. It could be. Yeah. The long-term cost on taking out that debt, running up the deficit, in addition to the massive inflation that we're going to see over the coming months, is going to be staggering. And this was all because they had to push through an impeachment that they knew was going to fail. We could have already passed this bill. The direct payments already could have been sent out. And not to mention, this all should have been done a long time ago. Yeah. Remember that, that, that the Democrats yeah. waited yes. for election purposes. Yes. And so all of this could have been and then, avoided. And they promised $2,000 checks, and now they're not getting it. So. Well, we can't give $2,000 to Americans, but we can send, you know, $100 million overseas for some bullshit. Oh. Uh, all of which is being taken out yes. as debt, by the way. We're literally taking and, out yeah. debt to send money to other countries. Yeah. And uh, you uh, tweeted about this last night. Um, you can get 1400 consistently if you're Well, a we're going to talk about yeah, that in a little yeah, bit because yeah. – that's a that's one of the that clauses was, uh, that really that was unearthed. Yeah, last night. So it looks like the true number is ninety one percent of the bill is on non COVID issues, okay. and that includes things like blue state bailouts, which we've talked about at length on this show, <sighs> union pensions, Planned Parenthood, academia, the National Endowment for the Arts, uh, and then of course you got the pet pork projects in there, like Senator Chuck Schumer's bridge. <laughs> Uh, Speaker Pelosi's tunnel, the Silicon Valley tunnel that they're giving $100 million to, to build essentially a subway system out in Silicon Valley so these tech people uh, can take this little underground hyperloop. Because Facebook, YouTube, Google, they can't afford that. Yeah. They can't afford. These $100 billion companies can't afford to build their own shit. That that, that totally breaks their their budget. They, Mm -hmm. they, They just can't catch a break. But one of the clauses... That you just mentioned. Yeah. That really gets my blood boiling. They want to give federal employees a $1,400 check for 15 weeks. So you, as a low-level, not mattering person in this country, will be lucky to squeeze out $1,400 stimulus from the federal government. But they want to give federal employees a $1,400 check for 15 weeks. 
Must be nice. 15 weeks. Must be nice. I believe that works out to $17,000. So they can homeschool their children. So parents who don't work for the federal government but pay the taxes that fund their salaries, totally out of luck. It's a nice little uh, bonus for them, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice, nice little, must, must be nice. And they must do nice. shit like this, and then they wonder why people don't like Congress and would dare do things like they did on January 6th. Yeah. This is a yeah. rigged, yeah. crooked system. It's ridiculous. And people wonder, you know, populism ain't going away, and this just got another shot in the arm. Well, we got to hope that it swings back because what they're doing here, they're spending money we don't have. They're bringing in illegals. They're giving them everything they want. The welfare system is going to balloon. They're talking about the minimum wage in this bill, and it probably will pass with a minimum wage hike. We don't know how much. It'll probably be like 11 bucks. even so, any minimum wage hike at this point is going to be devastating to the economy. Yeah, yeah. The job loss. It's not coming back. So so then, with the minimum wage, yeah. people are going to lose jobs and then be forced to go into the welfare yeah. system, which is already overwhelmed. Yeah. People who've lost their jobs aren't going aren't getting, aren't to be rehired back, and those who currently are clinging to their jobs are going to be in peril because of the increased overhead. So It's unbelievable. It really is terrible. It is unbelievable what they're doing here. And they don't need this much money. Yeah, they don't. If, if you want to spend the money, send it directly to the taxpayers. Yeah. Give a credit, yeah. right? I mean, the amount of money that the U.S. taxpayers pay for then Congress to be like, oh, yeah, here you go, uh, Somalia. Here's $100 million to democratize, which is never going to fucking happen because it's run by terrorists. Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. The, the disconnect between the people in this bubble here who were run by Chinese money— yeah. To well, what remember, real this, Americans this is, want. This is mostly an urban, coastal, and elitist party. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's basically now dominated. It's been taken over by white liberals, rich white white liberals, and you know they don't. You know, I mean, uh, you know, we talk about Rokana. You know, there's nobody on minimum wage in his district. No, I know. Literally, I know. there's literally nobody. His yeah. whole district is all Silicon Valley and big tech. Mm-hmm. So of course he can say stupid shit like you know we don't want some small businesses to survive. You know, I mean, that that's the subplot of this whole thing. It's is only, that these coastal Democrats don't want that they want these small businesses to fail so that everyone will be beholden to their to, to their donor base, which is large globalist corporations. There you go. Yep. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the kicker. I right mean, there. that's. I mean, that. I mean, uh, sick. And it's only, sick fucks. It's only taken a month to get to this point. Yeah. And this is the tip of the spear. It is. It's the tip it, of the it's, spear. It's really disgusting. They want to pass all kinds of worse shit. Look at the yeah. people that they're confirming up on Capitol Hill. Ugh. I mean, you have these backstabbing so-called Republicans that are going to vote for Merrick Garland. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys were not put there to vote for Joe Biden's nominees. Not under any circumstance. Yeah. And... They're going to vote for the guy who would refused to say... That illegal border crossings is a crime. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Refused to say, as who's going to be the top law enforcement officer yeah. in the country, that crossing the border illegally was a crime. And all they care about is checking off diversity yeah. boxes. And while they're doing that, they're hiding the fact that all these people are radical leftists. Yeah. Whatever happened to unity and moderate Joe Biden? Yeah. Yeah. That lasted really long. Yeah. Right? So 
there's some really troubling people going through here. Uh, just this morning, there's a Senate confirmation hearing underway for Assistant Health and Human Services Secretary. And we've talked about this uh, person before. Uh, he refers to himself as Dr. Rachel Levine. However, it is a biological man who believes he's a woman. Uh, I've also referred to as Cousin It. Um, <laughs> this is Joe Biden's pick to serve as Assistant Health Secretary. So the Assistant Health Secretary, if passed, if confirmed, is someone who doesn't even believe in the science of gender. Yeah. Oh, and also a person who yanked uh, their mother out of a nursing home before, you know, it became COVID infested. Well, that's beside yeah, that's remember additional. That. Remember that. Yeah. Remember. Yeah. I mean, she pulled a little mini Cuomo. Uh-huh. Almost yeah. a little bit. Dr. Levine is nuts. And this has been well documented. <laughs> Our friend up in Philadelphia, Chris Stegall, who uh, is the morning show host up in Philadelphia, has done great coverage on this person's disastrous handling of COVID, like you said, mm -hmm. and also taking her mother out of the nursing home when yeah. she knew that yeah. putting the COVID patients into the nursing home was going to happen. Pennsylvania did the same thing as New York. Oh, yeah. yeah. As did New Jersey. Yeah. All those states did. But this morning, good old Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, uh, took on Dr. Levine straight on on whether or not he or they or whatever the fuck you want to call them. Uh, supports the government intervening to override parents' consent to give a child, child puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and or amputation surgery. And let's go ahead and listen to that clip. Do you support the government intervening to override the parents' consent to give a child puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and or amputation surgery of breasts and genitalia? You have said that you're willing to accelerate the protocols for street kids. I'm alarmed that poor kids with no parents who are homeless and distraught, you would just go through this and allow that to happen to a minor. I would hope that you would have compassion for Kira Bell, who's a 23-year-old girl who was confused with her identity. At 14, she read on the internet about something about transsexuals. She thought, well, maybe that's what I am. She ended up getting these puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones. She had her breasts amputated. But here's what ultimately she says now. And this is a very insightful from decision from someone who made a mistake but was led to believe this was a good thing by the medical community. I made a brash decision as a teenager, as a lot of teenagers do, trying to find confidence and happiness, except now the rest of my life will be negatively affected, she said, adding that the medicalized gender transitioning was a very temporary, superficial fix for a very complex identity issue. What I'm alarmed at is that you're not willing to say absolutely minors shouldn't be making decisions to amputate their breast or to amputate their genitalia. For most of our history, we believe that minors don't have full rights and the parents need to be involved. So I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions? Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. Uh, and if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and talk with you and your staff about the standards of care. What uh, the fuck? Then uh, this is the party of science. Uh, right? The party of science that doesn't actually believe in the science, unless it's 
you know, convenient for them. This is unbelievable. Yeah. And she'll probably pass. The well, I sure. I, I, I you know. I, mean, I hope not. Yeah. Uh, but probably. I think yeah, you're right. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. The crazy part is this crazy person isn't even the craziest one that's going through. No, not by a long shot. Uh, what's that other uh, Vanita Gupta? Vanita Gupta is probably one of the worst. She's a psycho. Yeah. Who's the one for the civil rights division? Uh, I can't oh, remember her name. Oh crap! Clark is it Kristen the, Clark? The one that that's that all cops are Nazis. That yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. And all white people yeah, are evil. Yeah, all white people are evil. And she wrote the anti-Semitic stuff in the newspaper. Yes. The college newspaper. Yep. I forgot. Oh, we, we talked about we it. We talked about it on yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, we forgot. Yeah. There's so many crazy people. You people folks. probably we remember. We can't keep track of all these nutty these nut jobs. They're fucking through. insane. They're fucking insane. And that is the true story of what's going on here with the Biden administration. Yeah. Because guess what? They play themselves to be these unity moderates. But the entire staff, the entire cabinet, and the entire government is being stacked with radical leftists who are seasoned political operators, swamp monsters. And they are going to be very effective at imparting a radical left agenda. Uh, I agree. It's terrible. It's, it's happening. And, I mean, it, it's it's just a fact that Joe Biden and his nice, administration yeah. is our worst nightmare. It's a nice little way to uh, to give the progressive left a nice little hat tip and a thank you. You know, we're paying that debt for voting for him in 2020, you know. Like well, I, the scary I'll part. I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll, I'll pick assistant and undersecretaries and assistant AG, associate AGs as, you know, don't worry. I'll make, I'll make you know, lefty picks on those. Here's the scary part to me. Yeah. He's done all this, yeah, and the radical left is still not satisfied. Oh, they're not. They're never satisfied. I know. Yeah. So what's, what's, know. what's that movie called? Blades of Glory? I'm yeah. never satisfied. Yeah. It's a curse. <laughs> and uh, our good friend Dinesh D'Souza has a column up at townhall.com today, uh, which is accessible by our VIP members, that talks about how Joe Biden is our worst nightmare, and specifically on foreign policy, which we haven't even really gotten to dive into no. yet, because they're doing such terrible things here domestically. Yeah. But... Joe Biden gave a talk this week at the Munich Virtual Security Conference. There he basically said that America first is no longer. And he's taking the globalist approach, yeah, the whole citizens of the world approach. And through his uh, bluster, he says that we're going to stand against the autocracies that are anti-democratic. Well... We always Who's that. the biggest one? Yeah. China? China. Huh. Interesting that he's owned yeah, by no, China yeah, and his family yeah, and, yeah, you know, business ties in China. Yeah. But forget that. Biden wants to focus on Myanmar. Why? Which is irrelevant to us. Yeah. Also, they have a good functioning government there now. Yeah. Well, it was a military coup. Yeah. But again, they don't matter to us. Yeah. I wouldn't say a coup. There was a transition of power. It was a coup. That was... It was a successful that was, coup. That was done entirely by force. It was an impressive <laughs> coup. I will give them that. It was a great that. coup. And they're going to have, a, supposedly, a second election yeah. now. Who knows? Well, but they, no, but they, again, this is what Joe Biden wants to focus on. Yeah. Okay? Instead of standing up to countries like Iran and China, he wants to appease nations like Iran and China. Yeah. And... I mean, we're getting back into the nuclear deal. Well, that's I mean, that's a good I mean, segue. That, that's that, right. That's 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 sliding right under the radar there. And this is what Dinesh has to say. Quote: Interestingly, it seems the Biden administration wants to work with our enemies, like Iran, to undermine Trump. What that means is that, from John Kerry's point of view and the point of view of some of these Biden people, there is a near enemy, Trump, 
and there's a far enemy, Iran. But the far enemy is far away and a distant threat, so let's not worry about that right now. In fact, let's work with the far enemy to politically undermine the near enemy at home. This is a real departure in American foreign policy. So that brings us to Iran deal part two. Oh, goody. Because the first one was such a success, yeah, right? Yeah, right, yeah. You know, just this week you had Iran saying, what, that they were going to up their uranium production yep. and there's no more inspections? Yep. And now Biden says that he wants a new deal. Is that what they're saying? It, well, I, yeah, I mean, I hope this doesn't come with a big pallet of cash. Oh, well, I'm sure they're going to send a second pallet of cash. Yeah, so Swiss, that way, Swiss francs. So that way Iran can fund state terrorism against Again. us around the world, you know? They're not supposed to do that. Remember that? Yep. Someone, remember yep. when I think someone asked John Kerry, who was then Secretary of State, well, what if this money is being used for, to fund terrorist activities? Well, that's not supposed to Yeah, that's that. not supposed that's to happen. That's not supposed to happen. And you also now have confirmation coming out that during the Trump administration, John Kerry yeah. worked behind the scenes with the Iranian terrorists to undermine the Trump administration's foreign policy. Yep. Which is a violation of... Logan Act... Hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Even the barks. Yeah. Even the, even the dogs even the are dogs great. The dogs are great. One. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And of course, no consequence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You remember the Logan Act was oh. the entire apparatus they used to take down General Flynn? General Flynn. Uh, what else was there? They thought that Tom Cotton, his letter to the uh, Iranians, mm -hmm. uh, was a Logan Act violation. I mean, why does Biden want to work with terrorists? I don't get that. I don't know. We should be know. upping the sanctions, yeah. not talking about taking them off. They're yeah. going to get a nuke no matter what. They probably already have the nuke. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, <laughs> look at the coddling of China. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting to a point with Iran where we're going to have to bomb them. And like, we should have bombed. I don't want to bomb them because that's going to lead to another Mideast war. But like, we're getting to a point where like our the political class has been so inept at containing this that's one that, thing trump should have done yeah he should have taken him the fuck out yeah he thought about it he and decided said, not to and remember egypt turkey and saudi arabia said like 15 years ago if iran gets nukes we're starting our own nuclear program so that makes the situation there even worse yeah. even more of a powder keg so maybe bombing iran is probably the war is probably the better option than having a nuclear arms race among the well they're gonna nuclearize the whole middle east yeah that's what's gonna happen not good Look at how Biden is treating our enemies as friends yeah. and our friends as enemies. Iran, yeah. China, Russia, no problem, right? Yeah. Russia, go ahead and build that pipeline. We can't build pipelines here at home, but you can build that pipeline. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. It's unbelievable. I just can't believe it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's <laughs> you can run uh, down the list of everything that this administration is doing. And it is terrible, and it is going to destroy this country. And it already is destroying this country. Uh, immigration, a huge problem here, okay? First, we have, we've talked about the 100-day deportation freeze, which kept all these violent, illegal alien criminals in the United States. Well, a district judge blocked that from going into action. Now, we don't know if they're actually deporting people. I think they are because ICE and CBP wants these people gone. Yeah. But it's just a temporary pause, right? Yeah, only 100 days, right? The As the executive, he has some bandwidth here to, you know, maybe not particularly completely freeze it, but you can slow it to the point where it's in essence frozen, yeah. de facto. Yeah. 
And this is a problem. It's a big problem. We're going to have a flood of people at the border. We already have since Friday when their new, uh, basically, come on in policy started up. Yeah. And what's really sad is these people will, these illegals will come into the United States and be treated better yeah. than the average American citizen. Yeah. They will get free housing and free health care and free education. Perhaps they'll be given a job. And we're spending right now, I think, $750 per child that they're holding at these facilities, which Ugh. are now uh, luxury five-star hotels, uh, yeah. according to Jen Psaki. Yeah. Not the concentration camps that they were called before. Trump border <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's the Trump border camp Trump still. border camp. They're sp- you know how much they're spending per child? $750. Per child. The average U.S. citizen inmate in jail in the United States has spent $105. Unbelievable. Yeah. No wonder why they come here. Well, I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, yeah, come you on see, up. they got these come fucking game rooms. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they have the PlayStation yeah. 5, even though other people can't get the PlayStation 5. Yeah. They have it, I'm sure. And some, they have some, some PlayStation pool 5 pool and, yeah. and some nice Salisbury steak. I saw that. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, that Salisbury was a good one, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I wish I it's yeah. really unbelievable. Yeah. And you know AOC who called it, you know, the concentration camps when Trump yeah. did it. A mm, little less uh, edgy in her tone now. Yeah. Even though she did say that it shouldn't be happening regardless. But is she going to go down to the yeah. border to do is, another is photo op? Is she op? going to accuse Border Patrol agents of uh, forcing women to drink out of the toilet? Well, I believe Without she called, evidence. I believe she called them Nazis. Yeah, that If too. you remember that. that. Too. And then she's like, oh, look, I see all these kids. Oh, yeah. Oh, I cried seeing all the kids. Yep. Behind the fence in the cave, you know, um, it was an empty lot. Yep. You remember that? It was an empty lot. Um, and Mark Morgan summed this up extremely well. He said, quote, there's so much hypocrisy, false narrative, and the president's press secretary lying to the American people here. The facilities are needed because this administration is now encouraging, incentivizing, and facilitating illegal entry into the United States. And the numbers have skyrocketed. 78,000 last month, 3,500 a day. They're reinstating catch and release, and so now releasing them into the country. Yeah, well, there's gonna be more. There's gonna be more crime soon. And even worse is all of this is being facilitated through the ports of entry, right? And now you have the border wall construction stopped, which means that there is still gaps that needed to be filled in, that was already paid for, mind you. So yeah. they're just setting fire to taxpayer money. Yeah, but they don't want to build the wall. And meanwhile, illegals are flooding. But they're protected by a wall in D.C. Indeed, they are. Oh, and troops, too. And troops. You can't send troops to the U.S. border, but you can send troops into D.C. But I've been told, Storm, walls don't work. No. I have been told by these people that walls don't work. You know, that's why they all have walls around their houses. Exactly. It's also the reason. Literally, they have walls around their houses. Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? It's just unbelievable. And. One thing, last thing I wanted to talk about in the immigration segment here. You know that number that gets tossed around 11 million illegals in this country? How many years oh, has it been 11 million we, illegals? We, we discussed this in the office yesterday. I think since Barbara Jordan. Yeah. And that commission was under Clinton, and I believe Barbara yeah. Jordan has since passed away. Yep. It's been that way for, so wait, 90, over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, stuck I at 11 million. remember I brought up when we were talking about this, you know, there was some study that was done by some uh, academic group on the actual number here. And this was a study done in 2018. So you can you can say 
that the numbers have certainly gone up since then. Yale, back in 2018, said that a new study using mathematical modeling on immigration and, and the spread uh, once they get here suggests that the illegal population may be more than 22 million. How unbelievable is 22, that? 22 – well, that sounds about right. Well, right. I mean, right. We, but we we thought that yeah. They're talking about amnesty here, right? Uh, so, oh, 11 to 22, big difference, yeah. right? Yeah. And they say now that the range could be up to 29 million, and this is Dude. this is the group of people yeah. that Biden wants to give a pathway to citizenship. Yeah. If that well, happens, that's, well, that's we a, will never win yeah, an election I ever mean, again. That is a that that's that's a hell of a lot of political base power right there for sure. Not to mention the overload on the system that yeah. that will. Incur. Yeah. I mean, the system overloaded. is already overloaded. Yeah, it's overloaded. Right? It's gonna, you know, they're gonna probably find, you know, similar ethnic uh, representation for them in Congress. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, uh, it'll, it'll change a lot. I mean, and I'm not saying anything that's like nothing new. I mean, folks, this is this is what they've been doing for the past twenty years. I mean, that's why yep. California is divided the way it is regarding its congressional districts. I mean, it's it, they've they've used it to increase their their standing on the hill. So. You know, I give a hat tip. They they knew us. They have a game plan. It's yep. a long war, and uh, they're winning it. Yeah, it's. I mean, Trump put a slight pause in it, obviously. But, but we lost. Now, that. But we lost that. Yeah, so, uh, let's do a quick COVID yeah, segment here. So, uh, Doctor Scott Atlas, who has been proven right on a number of things over yeah. time here, says that now quote. Apparently, over seventy percent of Americans say they will wear a mask after the pandemic is over. And that the American da- American psyche is irreparably damaged. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think so. But what do you think of them wanting to wear masks afterwards? Like, uh, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I know. But me, was, I'm like, when I'm I get not, my shots, yeah, boom, done. Yeah, I mean, I already had it, so I'll be a fucking. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's just. Uh, I I think in terms of I, I'm more in centering on his statement about the American psyche. I think that we we we're we're so exhausted. And we're, you know, the whiplash. I mean, we have been beaten to death by these health experts, these so-called health experts. Yeah. You know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, double mask. But, you know, it was a mannequin study, so there's no real-world applicability. You know, that maybe, maybe you need a shot. You don't need a shot. You know, schools can reopen. No, they can't. Well, you the know, Johnson & Johnson. If you get the vaccine, you can still spread it. Like, yeah, well, that's what like, I want to like, talk about it's, next. It's all this, it's all like this, it's all this shit. And it's just, you know what? I mean, I think there's going to be a, a, a big blowback to the scientific community. So yeah. Johnson & Johnson vaccine is getting approved. Oh, that's good. But you see that yeah. they're moving the goalposts on all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Now yeah. they're saying, well, even if you have the vaccine, we can't go back to normal. What? Yeah, yeah. What? I, I thought that was the whole point of the vaccine. Right. I think doc, – didn't Dr. Fauci said we hope to get back to normal like with By, this vaccine? They're talking about December through next spring yeah. is getting back to normal. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. We're on pace to get 100 million doses in 100 days. By their numbers, two-thirds of the country has already had the infection. You know? Yeah. We should have herd immunity by April, May, honestly. If, if we're going by but there, their numbers. Right, I'm not right, talking right. about their numbers, their data, what they're saying. But their argument is that fully vaccinated people still cannot return to normal. Yeah, I know. that That's bullshit. I mean, I think, you don't, again, you don't need to have a medical degree to know that that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. I mean. And now, this last story we're going to talk about here. You wrote about this yeah, on townhall.com. Yeah, yeah. So, we have another hot mic fiasco on the school boards. 
Yeah, this was on Tuesday night in the La Mesa Spring Valley School Board meeting. And they held yeah. a meeting to outside adopt... Of, outside of San Diego, yeah. Correct, in California. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah, shocker. They held a meeting to adopt a plan to reopen schools after almost a year of being closed. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a listen to these uh, two clips that we're going to mash together here. And it's a few minutes, but you need to hear this because this really is a good uh, snapshot into into the mentality of these leftists that we're going to be battling over the next few years. They cannot be reasoned with. They are not rational. No. And it needs to be stopped. It's bad. Oh, it's bad. And let's go ahead and take a listen to that. We have to give the teachers, we have to give the students, the parents a date. We don't have to give anybody any date. We don't have to do anything that we don't want to do right now. That's what you don't understand. I don't know where you're getting your information or who's telling you that we have to make a decision today, but that is not how this works. We do not. I know that you're new to the school board. I'm not saying this is a slight to you, but we do not have to make a decision today. 70 to 80% of them have answered the survey. They want to come back to school. So this is what we're going to do. Who are the 70 to 80% and where are they? I would like to know geographically from which school sites which language group, and how we conducted this feedback. Where? Please give it to me before I can make a decision. I can't make one. I cannot make one. And I will not make one. You're welcome to abstain, I I believe, right? There's no reason to be nasty with me, Ms. Riley. And we can present it for vote. And Charter, if you wish to vote no, you are more than welcome to, or you can. I know what I'm welcome to do, you guys. I do. And I know that what we're doing is wrong. So how are we forcing people? That seems like a very white supremacist ideology to force people to comply with, you know, and conform. <laughs> Just letting you know. Privilege. Check it, you guys. I'm at. So I don't want to be a part of forcing anybody to do anything they don't want to do. That's what slavery is. I'm not going to be a part of it. No, none of you guys even know what we're talking about right now. This seems like a mess. We should not be voting on this tonight. <laughs> you guys don't have all the information that you need. You guys are just saying what you're speaking from your heart, and that's fine. I I take great offense to the to the statement that no one on here knows what they're talking about right now. I, I don't believe that to be the case at all. And um, I wasn't talking about you, David. I was talking about my fellow board members, especially the new ones. I'm not talking about me either. I'm talking about your fellow board members. I don't think well, that's they can a fair statement. They can speak for themselves. If they have an issue with me, they can tell me, but you don't need to speak for them, David. I, I can speak for them if I choose to. I, I mean, I, I, a very <laughs> white supremacist ideology because they yeah. want to reopen the schools. Education is like slavery. What the fuck? In-person learning is slavery storm. Dude, these leftists are insane. These teachers are insane. Do your damn jobs. Yeah. If you don't want to go back and teach in school... You gotta, gotta get a new job. Then get a new job. You gotta get a new job. Or, I'm fine with letting them take a year, right? You take a year, you shouldn't get paid. Yeah. And But you could come back to your job afterwards. Yeah. But there's no reason, if these teachers yeah. are vaccinated, which most of them have jumped the line... Yep. That we can't put these kids But even back then, in even teachers who are still are not unvaccinated, you know, kids don't really get it and they don't spread it. So it, it is safe to reopen. The CDC said so. Even Joe Biden has said so. This whole fucking thing is absurd. It's ridiculous. And I, I will say, that, uh, where the hell was I going with this? The, 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 Biden's owned by the union, so they won't yeah, do anything about not, it. They're not going to do anything about it now. 
right. you know, but it, it shone a light. Sorry, last point. It shed a light on the fact that w- this is what they say all the time in these school board meetings. Yeah, it's not just, it's not yeah, just yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. I think for parents who are shocked about this, go to every single meeting from here on out. They're all open to the public, all these school board meetings. Yes? Yeah. Got to go. Well, the school boards have always go. been corrupt. Yeah. They're, you know, they're owned by the unions. And yeah. the, uh, I mean, they're mocking parents. I mean, yeah. I mean it's, just, yeah. it's just like, it's just like they pretend you're that the they, lazy ones. They pretend that they care about the education of our kids, but yeah. they don't. And when our kids are in school, all they're doing is being indoctrinated exactly. with this type of leftist ideology. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have kids, you got to make sure yeah. that they are not getting indoctrinated. And I say you got to go because these, these remote – they're talking about installing technology to cut you off mid-sentence in the commenting sections. Jesus. That, that's what happened in Oakley. One of the people – they were discussing a commenting like – a, like a moderation platform mm-hmm. where it cuts off the parents mid-sentence if they don't like what they're hearing. Well, and we've so. seen tons of stories of kids getting in trouble for stupid shit on these yeah. Zoom calls oh, too. yeah. Um, you know, remember one had a BB gun in the background and they yeah. like swatted him or whatever. Yeah. They got suspended. So it's all ridiculous. It's out of control. This upcoming weekend, President Trump will be speaking at CPAC and CPAC has a great lineup of speakers coming up, uh, starting tomorrow through it actually, Sunday. It actually has a solid lineup. Very it's solid very lineup. Solid. So I'm sure great you people. can, you can go watch that on their website and we'll yeah. be writing about it and covering it all weekend too. Uh, but on Sunday, President Trump is going to speak and it's going to be his first speech since he left office. He's expected to ex- to blast Biden to the extreme on immigration and China and economic policy. Uh, but it is also reported that Trump's going to speak about the future of the Republican Party, the conservative movement and his movement, and 2024. <gasps> it's uh, reported that he will hint at a possible 2024 presidential campaign, but stop just short of an announcing an official run. Um, so I'm sure all of you are anxious to hear Trump. I'm very excited for it. I'm sure you're excited. I'm going, I'm going back to like, uh, this is an old, old CPAC, like I think 09 to 10, but just like when Dick Cheney's like, yeah, that reception almost makes me want to run for office again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he, he's gonna, he's gonna have a raucous crowd there and the speech will be on Sunday, 345 Eastern time, at least as of now. Uh, sometimes they run a little bit behind schedule, but it will be Uh, Sunday afternoon. I'm not sure who's going to be airing it, but I know that yeah. you can find the streams online uh, on CPAC's site and on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. Um, so you're not going to want to miss that. Yes. That's going to be wild. Um, speaking of another thing you don't want to miss, uh, our good friend Katie Pavlich is hosting the 7 p.m. show on Fox all this week. Um, she had President Trump on the other night to talk about Tiger Woods. She's had some great guests. Um, it's the good old days of Fox over there, so tune in. You won't be disappointed. Um, and lastly, of course, we appreciate all your five-star ratings and reviews. If you want to go above and beyond to support us, uh, you can become a Town Hall VIP member. This goes directly to supporting our salaries, us running this show, and running our conservative journalism over on our sites. If you want to join, go to townhall.com slash subscribe. Use the promo code TRIGGERED to get 25% off of your subscription. And uh, thanks to all of you who have joined. We've been overwhelmed by the outpouring of support uh, means the world to us. So thank you all. Thank yes, you all. Yes. Um, we hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy uh, the speech. It's going to be a great yeah. speech. And the C- the CPAC lineup is awesome. So you could have a great time yeah. watching that all weekend. It's real conservatives. None of these squishy rhino bullshit motherfuckers. There's no <laughs> Mitt Romney's. There's None. no Liz Cheney's. Uh, if you'd like to email us, go ahead. Triggered at townhall.com. We love hearing from all of you. 
And we will be back here on Tuesday for another episode of Trigger. We're going to break down Trump's speech. Yep. We're going to talk about everything that's going on. And I'm sure it's going to be uh, an exciting weekend. So we hope you all have a good one, and we will see you then. Bye.